I'm, uh, I'm gonna dip this potato in some crushed Vicodin. Nobody can stop me. Welcome to the Potato Week podcast with your host, Dan Fleming and Tom Crosman. Thanks, TJ. Thank you, TJ. Welcome to episode, I think, 199, right? 199. Yeah, yeah, next week's the Even big though one. Uh, I haven't, I still didn't post 196, but I will. Uh, it'll be a surprise when it when I do. <laughs> uh, and I don't even know what that was about anymore. Um, Dan, is we've made notes today. I started, yeah. you've even included, uh, you've interwoven yeah. them into, uh, into my list. Mine isn't organized in any kind of order. Uh, I have a whole other page for Invisible Man. Oh, nice. So you did watch it. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I'll just give you a brief teaser. Uh, as someone who's seen it, you'll know why this is funny. We had, uh, yesterday was a long day. You know, we had a Halloween party for the kids, and it was, it was we had gone to Bangor in the morning. It was an all-day affair. I went to Bangor yesterday in the morning, too. You did? That was a mistake. Yeah. Uh... Because I hadn't gotten stuff yet for the kids' Halloween baskets completely, yep. so I wanted to get some stuff, so I went to Target, yeah. which was just What insane. time were you at Target? Uh, about noon. Okay, so we were we were home by then. Okay. And, um, and then I went to um, the Spirit Store. That was a huge fucking mistake. Yeah, I bet. Dear Lord. Yeah. Yeah, not doing that again. No. That so, place is unsanitary to begin with. Yes. Oh, man. Speaking of insanitary, just slightly off topic... Um, I went into the Family Dollar in, in Dover. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I know. It's something. They're all those, the same. Those stores aren't great to begin with. No. Because I, mean, I managed one for six months. They're gross. Yeah. Isn't that weird, though? But that one is really gross. Is it... I wonder... What is what is that? I don't know. Like, it just feels... And I'm not talking kids' parlance now. It just feels dank. Yeah. Like, the lighting isn't very good. Yeah, the and, lighting is... Off, everything is messy and just yeah. I felt like I was catching something just by being in there. The last time Robin and I ever went in the one in Belfast, because that I'm not kidding, they're all the fucking same. It's unreal. Oh yeah. The last time we ever went in there, we went in. I can't remember what we were looking for, but we it was the sort of thing like it's they've got to have it at Hannaford. Yeah. Holy fuck, they don't have it at Han- they they must have it at Walgreens. Nope, they don't. All right, and we got to that was like the absolute. We'd never even been there. We lived in Waldo. Yeah. We lived in the Belfast area for ten years. We'd never been to this one. It's right across the street from Hannaford, and so we went in, uh, and it was candles. We were looking for little votive candles. That's what I got. Oh, really? <laughs> I got votive candles. Well, by God, we found some because I needed votive candles for the jack o' lanterns. <laughs> Hand to God, that's what we were doing. Uh, this was years ago, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it was back when we still lived there. And I'm not kidding when there was, like, at some point, uh, one of the, there had been a bulb mishap, the one of the fluorescent bulbs. So the fluorescent light in was flickering. And there was broken shards of fluorescent bulb on the floor. Yeah. And there was some sort of spilled substance. And There's we were like. always something sticky on the floor of a family dog. 
And this is all in the same aisle, and we're like, we're never fucking coming in here again. Because nope. this is like the beginning, it's like a, uh, 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 a yeah, I walked horror story I, beginning. I, I, well, it was really funny, because I walked in, found the votive candles, after about five minutes of looking around, because there's no fucking rhyme or reason to these stores. No, that's the other, yeah, that's um, the other thing. And then on my way down an aisle, they had a bunch of plastic skulls for a dollar. Yeah. Which I had actually been looking for. So I bought like eight of them. And as I walked to the counter, this dude who was manning the counter, who is a creepy looking dude to begin with, went, whoa. And looked at me like I was the freak. He's like, oh, somebody likes skulls. I'm like, it's two days before Halloween. Motherfucker, you're selling them. Yeah. <laughs> you're the one who's got boxes of them. And yeah. you're looking at me like I'm a fucking creep for buying plastic skulls two days before Halloween? Yes. If I'd come in at like on like Eastern, been like, you got any skulls? Yeah, right. <laughs> People right. Then okay, judge me in that moment. But yeah, I'm I'm never stepping foot in there again if I don't have to. <laughs> I mean, I don't like those types of stores to begin with. The Dollar Tree is at least clean, yeah, and well lit. Which I think is what this one is over here. But they're yeah, or no, is, no, no, that's a family. family no, that's a family dollar. Right, right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah Dollar Tree. The Dollar Tree in Belfast was, I think, even in the same yeah. plaza as the... Yeah. And now there's fucking the Dollar Generals yeah. to contend with. Yeah. Whatever. Because our economy is booming. Yeah. That's why these dollar stores are fucking popping up everywhere. Right. Because we've all got so much money. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so you, you'll find it funny that Invisible Man... So by... We only watched half of it last night, point B. Oh. We got to... We got to... No, I finished it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, we did finish it. But we started it last night. We didn't even start it until 9 o'clock. So, like, we got, like, a little over an hour in, and we're like, we got to pause. And we got up at 7 o'clock and finished it this morning. But you'll laugh at where we split. We went to bed as she's getting to the restaurant with her sister. Oh. So, like, at 7.03 this morning, yep. as we That's just... That's what you wake up to. Yeah. <laughs> was that, that scene. That was so, such a phenomenal yeah, because that just comes out of nowhere and yes. it's so fast, and you're just like, "Holy fuck, that just happened!" So that was <laughs> that's what we woke up to this morning. Awesome. Uh, so we'll get to that one when yeah. we when I when we get to the movie. But uh, I also watched a Blumhouse film last night. You did? Yes. Which one? Halloween 2018. Okay. Andrew had never seen that one, so. Well, maybe then right now would be one of the things on my list was the Freaky trailer. Trailer. Did you what? Did you miss that when you looked? Oh, at is that the body switching one with yes. Vaughn? Yeah. Yes. Um, because I had seen it. I don't know when it. I don't know when the trailer launched, but I I, I saw it last week sometime, yeah. and then watching that movie last night reminded me of it because that's from the same people that yep. did the two other movies that Robin and I liked. Um, what were they called? <laughs> Happy Death Day. Yeah. Um. So we watched that trailer. So I showed that trailer to Robin this morning. Um, that looks fun. Yes, it does. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's from the people who made Happy Death Day, so it's kind of that type of tone. Yeah. Um, and, and Vince Vaughn, for me, is tough. Because I yeah. either really like him in what, what he's in, yeah. or I'm like, he was completely fucking wrong for this role. Yeah, he, ru- like, he ruined this. <laughs> yeah, he's good in what he's supposed to be in. Yeah. I, th- I think he'll be okay here. Yeah, I think so, too. Um... It's basically uh, Freaky Friday, but a horror movie yeah, or with a, slasher with a murderer. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and it's a and instead of a mother daughter, it's a serial killer. You know, a forty eight year old serial killer and a high school 
I was going to say cheerleader type, but she's not. She's supposed to be... That's that's the other thing that's dumb about these things. She's supposed to be the nerdy outcast. Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like the... the What's the one where the girl just has the glasses on and they take her... The, she's, she's all, all that. that. Yeah, and oh my god, that, that woman who is clearly a model is actually pretty under those glasses. <laughs> Yeah, but she's got her hair in a ponytail. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or it's slightly frizzy. Uh, yeah, same thing with uh, Anne Hathaway and whatever. Yeah, pretty much all of them. Whatever that movies. one was. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, her hair's frizzy. Yeah. Oh my god, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb. But uh, yeah, that looks like fun. It, it, so it'll probably, uh, that'll be an early, uh, it comes out like the 13th or something. So mm-hmm. that'll be a... A January watch for me then. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. I'm. I've got my list now for this coming like month of stuff to watch. Of just stuff I've missed. <laughs> yeah. Because again, horrorathon, so I don't. I miss out on non-horror related shit all the time. Right. So when it's like, oh, a horror movie's coming out in November. Yeah, I'll see you in January. Right. <laughs> uh, I. <laughs> Robin asked me five times while she sat there and watched it with me why I was why I was doing this to myself. But I watched Amazing Spider-Man again. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I shouldn't say it's not terrible, but it's pretty bad. Yeah. And uh, it has aged worse than, and, it, and maybe it's just because of how good Holland is. But like the the thing I kept coming back to is I still I like the lanky Spider-Man. I've always preferred the lanky Spider-Man. So Andrew Garfield is. Andrew Garfield would have been perfect at the time that that film was made as a 26-year-old Spider-Man. Agreed. Putting him in high school was so dumb. Yeah. Because, like... Well, it's the same mistake they made with Tobey Maguire. It's like, Tobey Maguire is obviously 30. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Flash Thompson, the school bully, is 30. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. Uh, It's just... Just... And it's like, it's not like there's a lot... Why would you not want to cast a high school kid as Spider-Man? Right. Because then you get to use him, like they are with Tom Holland, for many years if you so choose. Right. Because, I mean, Tom Holland still, he looks young, too. Yeah. He can be made to look younger. So he can still play early 20s for a while. Like, it would have been fine with Andrew Garfield if he he were playing the right Spider-Man. But he wasn't. And then also... Because we need an origin story. My God, that fucking script is so bad mm-hmm. like every conversation between Peter and Gwen is excruciating as they mumble over each other and he stammers and she speaks in half sentences I just want to fucking bash their heads together mm-hmm. and I said about a hundred times during that I looked at Robin and I would say they deserved a better script than this because this isn't their fault. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who wrote that. Was it Mark Webb? Who I don't know. He directed it, but because I know, like, I thought he would nail that part because I love Five Hundred Days of Summer. Yeah, the film he did right before that, and that's got a lot of the same that same type of dialogue. But in that, you've also got Zoe Deschanel and um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, right? Who that works for? It's it didn't just, not work for them. Oh, it's just awful. But I did get through it. Um, and they uh, I mean not- written by James Vanderbilt Alvin Sargent and Steve Cloves 
Don't know any of those people. Me neither. That's never a good sign. What else did James Vanderbilt do? Oh, writer of Independence Day. That's a... Oh, not just a writer of Independence Day. Writer of Independence Day Resurgence. Oh, good. Uh, White House Down. That... That tracks. Have you seen any of those? He's credited as writing the screenplay for Zodiac. Oh. I'm not buying that for a minute. I mean, Zodiac... Was he in the room, maybe? He probably wrote the initial... I mean, he got got sole screenplay credit. I mean, it was based on a book, too, but I am more than willing to uh, to bet that Fincher rewrote that but couldn't make it different enough to get full credit from the Writers Guild, so they just let it go. That's what I'm going to go with on that one, because... Yeah, that's what I'm going to choose to believe. Um, Darkness Falls, which was a terrible fucking horror movie. Basic, which was a terrible movie. The Rundown, which was fun. I think I like The Rundown. Is that that's the, the one, one with, with The Rock and Sean William Scott. Yeah. Oh, but he was also... He was a co-screenwriter on that one with someone else. I mean, it doesn't mean he can't write good things. It just, <laughs> it just means that he didn't. It means that he hasn't. Because <laughs> none of these things that I'm looking at here, I'm going, that's a damn good screenplay. Ex- with the exception of Zodiac, which because it's a David Fincher film, I have a very hard time believing they went with his actual screenplay. Yeah. Um, oh, and he wrote the, the Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston classic, Murder Mystery. Oh, that movie sucks. We've talked about that movie. Because Robin and I tried to watch it once. And, and it he was, was the so sole screenwriter on that one. It was so unlikable that we stopped like 30 minutes in. I mean, it was. And it was kind of the same feeling that we had. Remember when we all, because the three of us went to Aquaman together. Mm-hmm. When we came out of Aquaman and we all kind of just were like, we all watched the same movie, yeah. right? That, this is the one that people are saying is pretty yeah. good, right? Because we had heard nothing but, oh my god, Adam Sandler, Woman. Adam Sandler has made a good movie. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you hate Adam Sandler movies, you're going to love Murder Mystery. It's a fun blah, blah, blah. We got, like, not too far into And I had that feeling. I was like, maybe she's liking this. So I just got my mouth shut. Yeah. And I think it was Robin that was like, this is fucking stupid, and I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I've had... The- that's what kept me away from his uh, new one, Hubie Halloween. Oh, good lord! Because it was filmed in Salem, and I kind of just want to watch it for the no. city for the city of Salem. But again, yeah, some people in the horror blogs were like, "Oh, it's pretty good," and I'm just like, "I I need I don't more. Believe, I need more than that." I don't believe you. Yes, I need more than it's pretty good because that probably means I'm going to hate it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Amazing Spider-Man. The other thing that bothers me about it is that Lizard is one of my favorite yeah. Spider-Man villains, mm-hmm. and. If, now he's kind of ruined. Honestly, I totally forgot he was the villain. I believe that. If you had uh, said who, I would have probably said Goblin again, even because he's only briefly in it. Right. But yeah, I totally forgot because I remember being excited, much like you. Yeah, that's the lizard. Because I remember in the first trilogy when um, what's his dude? What's uh? <laughs> what's Dil- his Dil- dude? Dylan Baker Hall, maybe. No, something like that. He's the uh, guy with three names, but the guy who was Kurt Connors. In- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Dr. Connors, and I'm like, oh, God, let him, let the lizard and show they, up. And they never did. And they never did. You just got a couple of stupid lectures about, Peter, you got to be more responsible. Yeah. And, and not late to class. And whatever. I'm going to turn into a big fucking lizard Jesus, someday. Come on. But not, yeah. Yeah. I remember being t- yeah, thoroughly disappointed. 
Because I didn't like the look of the lizard either. Because he looks like a fucking it actual would, lizard. Be like if Breaking Bad was just a year of Walt's mid-career high school teaching, and that was it. It never got any any further than that. Yeah. Like this sucks. But yeah, that that was so that was disappointing. Yeah. But enough about Amazing Spider-Man. Robin and I have also we have finally started watching Shit's Creek. Have you watched Shit's Creek? I watched the first two and a half seasons. That show's awesome. That show is fucking awesome. Oh my god. Uh, we I had kind of been not avoiding it, but. I hadn't been watching it because, like, when you see the trailers and stuff, it's like, oh, this is just a ripoff of Arrested Development, which it kind of is, yeah, premise-wise. Mm-hmm. But that's not why it's funny. Yeah, uh, it's no, it. We're. I remember because it came out at first like on a network I had never heard of. Yeah, like Freeform or one of those. Yeah. Fu- one of those like fucking isn't really a network networks. Or yeah, you're not even exactly sure how it works. Networks. Yeah, so I never watched it to begin with, and then much like it's right, Netflix can't keep their own shows running yeah. for more than three years. But once they pick up, yeah. end up being huge successes for them. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, it, they eventually like dropped like like much like they did with Letterkenny on Hulu, where like three seasons fucking drop at once. Yeah. And I, yeah, I binged watched through most of it, and I was like, yeah, it's really good. Um, Daniel Levy's great. He's, yes. He's, he's a fucking talented guy. He is the, he's my favorite yeah. on the show. Which I'm, is saying something, because I love Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. Together. Yeah. Anything, you know, they've been, they've been a comedic duo since fucking SCTV back in the 80s, and they were always in um, uh, the Christopher Guest movies, like A Mighty Wind and yeah. Justin Show and all those, and they were always fucking on those. Uh, well worth the the binge. Well, I see. We don't. We don't. We uh, we try to ration our shows, uh, especially the ones that can be watched sort of in the present time. You see what kind of parents we are. Yep. Shit's Creek is good enough for. There's only occasional f bombs in Shit's Creek, yeah. so yeah. Uh, there's only so many things we can watch uh, before 9 p.m. You know. Uh, I remember the uh, so the episode that those. sold me on that show was when they were going to look at the town like the the town billboard. Yeah, <laughs> with Chris, I'm just like, all right, I I am one over now. Yeah, that, uh, that it's, got me. It's very it's very much worth watching. Yeah, um, I started Joyland, mm-hmm. and I haven't. I I think I need you to to help me make this decision. I don't know if I'm annoyed or not with. The this is three books in a row that I have that uh, King books in a row that start the exact same way, mm-hmm. and it's and it's not just those three books, uh, but Doctor Sleep, um, The Institute, and Joyland all start almost exactly the same yeah. way, uh, with someone who's got a trouble past wandering into a town, mm-hmm. taking a job, meeting some kindly stranger no, you aren't wrong <laughs> immediately yeah. and then them pointing them out getting them a job <coughs> and then them not just a job a job that like fulfills them and it works for yeah them. yeah uh, not like hey you can go be a cashier at dollar tree points right <laughs> points them toward the kindly but tough uh bed and breakfast owner that'll put you up and if you behave yeah like yeah. Yeah, no, Holy all of them shit. all of them start the, the same exact way. You're not wrong on that. Do you think I mean, he's clearly aware of it. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's the sort of thing like uh if you're 
if you're John Grisham, it's going to be a lawyer about a young lawyer. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is that okay? Is it okay that that you know what I mean? Or is it yeah. lazy? It's a bit lazy. I mean, it's hard to call a guy who writes like 800 page books lazy. And also, and a lot of them. Yeah. So yeah, he cranks out a book a year, pretty much. It seems like now. Like um, there are there are like seven. He's written like 70 novels. Yeah. I mean, that's even more than one a year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're correct. Some of them, it's like for the longest time, where the man, one of the main characters was a writer. Oh yeah, yeah. It, he just gets he gets in these grooves, which maybe maybe it's a way to take some of the emotional like the 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 time and energy that you would spend crafting a beginning by just saying. This is what's going to happen, and yep. then we're going to go from there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it starts in media reds. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's it's really. Yeah, it's just I, yeah, it, it is because it's I, not every book, but it's a lot of. It them. is a lot of them of late. You are not wrong in that. It makes me wonder because I know, like one of his favorite all time writers is Lawrence Block, who wrote uh, one of my favorite detective series for the longest time, the Matt Scudder series, which was like twenty fucking books. Mm-hmm. But when you start doing that, you it, you sa- you save yourself a lot of the work because you've already created the backstory yes. of the character with your previous books, right? And when it's he like start- Marvel movies, you, yeah, you don't have to have seen the last one, but it helps. Yeah, and, and when you he, probably have. And when he started writing the Mister uh, the um, the Mister Mercedes books, I was like, okay, maybe this is him kind of getting inside of his system. And it it's no surprise that those three novels you mentioned are all relatively recent works too. Yeah. Like within the past ten years, right? Yeah, I mean, and one of them is a direct continuation of a book he wrote previously. Right. Um, while the Institute is not, you can't tell me he didn't have Firestarter in the back of his head writing. I know. You cannot tell uh, me that he did not. I'm like halfway through that, and that's, that. yeah, I had the same, I mean, yeah. it's pretty clear. Yeah. Uh, I To the point where we had a discussion about if they are actually connected. Yeah. And Joyland, I think part of the reason I like it so much is it almost feels like a connection to Stand By Me. Oh, yeah? Like, it would not surprise me if that's what fucking Teddy's character, even though we already know Teddy's character. Yeah. Outcome. Like, if one of the side characters, like, if Chris Chambers hadn't died, that was that would have been his college time story. Yeah. You know? It almost feels like that. So it's like he's continuing on characters that necessarily he didn't really create before. Yeah. And is just treating it like that. Yeah. Um... In, in a book like Joyland, it makes sense because it's a much shorter novel. So, unless you're going to crank right. out a 600-page book in that instance, yeah, you go ahead and cut that. Doesn't mean you need to start it the same way. But I get why he does because it creates. It's a. It's a. It's, I'll use another term. It's a tabula rasa. You know, it's a. You've got the complete blank slate with that guy. Yes. Yeah. I hundred percent. That's yeah. that's what. Because it's almost like uh, the. You are dear reader. Yeah. That it's this, like you said, this yeah. blank slate of a person that comes in, comes into a situation. Yeah. And then gets inserted into the middle of but it. But the part I don't like is, and I didn't really even notice it until you mentioned it, that they get a job they, they like. Yes. Like. Especially like. It's, and it's, and it's I mean, it's there's like one job in that fucking town. It's like, and it yeah. just happens to be the one job his granddaddy had and he's all yeah. good with it. And he's really good at it, so we'll eventually get promoted. And then we won't hear that character from that character again for 400 pages. But uh. I mean, if you just read, if you were a, a someone from a city 
that had lived their whole life in a, in a big city or a big metropolitan area, and you just read Stephen King novels, you would think that every small town in America, there's a, a kindly gentleman waiting for you when you get there yeah. to give you a job, tell you where you can live. And <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, like, if you just showed up, like, cause, especially with the Institute, that sounds a lot like Milo. Yeah. You know, um, there's not much for a cop to do in this town. Um, for some door knocking or what do you what do night they knocking night knocking which that we don't even have that right but, um yeah you would have like two jobs at your disposal if you just came to this town right is something open at the grocery store is something open at the fa- the little factory yeah that's what we got school system and even then probably not because you're a stranger right yeah. especially if you just wandered into town and yeah, nobody right, really right. knows yeah. you yeah point taken <laughs> yeah. you haven't been fingerprinted have you uh, uh, so, yeah, the fact that they just, and, I mean, it is, he likes that job, Danny Torrance, in Dr. Sleep. Just happens. I mean, that is one job, yeah, you can find almost anywhere, is like a, one of those uh, one of those healthcare type Like orders. an orderly. Yeah, where you go to work at a group home. Yeah. Those jobs are indeed everywhere because they underpay the shit out of them. Yeah, and, and no one wants to And no work. one stays for long because they suck. They're yeah. hard fucking work. I, I Again, I did it for years. Although that is what they, they, they do say that in Dr. Sleep, that, you know, they're, the reason that job is available is that it's hard to get people to do those jobs. But again, it's just one that Danny happens to be really yes. fucking good at. Yes, um, And it, it fulfills him to be there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's three, three w- relatively recent books of guys wandering somewhere and getting a job they really actually kind of dig. Yeah. Instead of, nope, you're going to work somewhere shitty for a few months <laughs> until we know who the hell you actually are. Get ready to clean out sewer ditches or whatever, yeah, I don't exactly. know. Um, you're the trash man, you're something. We'll just do this real quick because you reminded me of it. I was going to forget it totally, but... Speaking uh, of going somewhere new. it's Yeah, speaking of new places, uh, new places, new faces. And that you might not like. <laughs> that you might not like. Uh, maybe she will get a job she likes, though. She might. She might get laundry duty. That's right. Uh, Aunt Becky has started her prison, her prison sentence. Yeah, um, two-month-long prison sentence, which will end up being one month. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've said, I, I said when she got sentenced that that's fine with me because mm-hmm. the act of going is, is the, it's almost like the amount of time, unless you're talking about real time, like years, mm-hmm. the amount of time doesn't really matter to me. Like mm-hmm. one month, two months, I'm sure it means a fuck of a lot to her. Yeah. Uh, but like... If it was three months or six months, I don't give a shit. She's not learning a different lesson. Right. Three to six months. Right. Uh, Yes, it'll suck worse for her. But, like, to me, it makes no difference. To me, the shame and embarrassment and how horrible yesterday must have been for her Mm -hmm. is good enough for me. I wonder if she had, like, you ever see the movie uh, Spike Lee film, The 25th Hour? Yes. Is that the... The Ed Norton one? I wonder if she had a night like that. I'm where thinking, she just went out with her friends and got really drunk and had one of them punch her in the face because she couldn't go in pretty. I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking no. Uh, but if, if, if she did, I want to see that movie. Yes. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, 20, highly underrated 20, Spike Lee film. 25th hour of Aunt Becky. Uh, yeah, so she'll be, like you said, it'll probably be a month. I don't know. I, 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 again, I don't care. Uh Yesterday was the worst day of her life. Today is a tie for the worst day of her life. And tomorrow uh, she starts writing her Hallmark movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tomorrow will be slightly less the worst day of her yeah. life. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll have, we'll touch base again probably at Christmas yeah. uh, well, at the latest. Yeah, she'll be let out before. She'll yeah. be let out for Christmas. Um, so yeah, I'm Becky. Uh, I had written down PS5. 
because they're still, um, they're only a week and a half. Oh, what is it? Did I change? Yeah, it's the 12th. So, yeah, a week from Thursday it launches, and it's still not available. Like, the, the pre-orders, there's already been more pre-orders for the PS5 than the PS4 sold in the first year, I think. Damn. Which is bananas because it sold a lot. Um, But the this time around, like I was trying to think back because I I just kind of check every couple days and like oh wow it's still not available. And I think back to when PS4 launched. If I had been this close to launch day without a pre order in twenty thirteen, yeah thirteen when it came out, I would have been freaking out. Mm. But I'm not, and I was trying, I was thinking, it was this morning that I was thinking of it, and I was like, why am I not freaking, like, not freaked out? And it's because they have, it's no longer the, 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 the cutting off point that it used to be. Like, it used to be, when you get uh, PS1 to PS2, you're cutting off that you're no longer ps1's done yeah. we've moved on to this yeah. much no bigger, new games are coming out for yeah long. we've yeah. we've moved on to this much bigger and better thing but and this is a positive by the way every ps4 game is that you buy from now on and i think even going back a little ways will automatically upgrade to the air quotes ps5 version oh, nice um as far as ones that there is a, a ps5 version of yeah uh like, certainly, for example, the, the Miles Morales game. Mm-hmm. If you buy the PS4 version and then don't get a PS5 until, say, Christmas or whatever, then it just automatically... Whatever whatever system you're playing it on, that's the version you're going to play. Yeah. Um, which is awesome, because it takes away that... Uh, oh, should I just wait and buy this when I get a PS5? I don't yeah. want to buy it twice. And, yeah. uh, so between that and... Uh, just like I said, there isn't there isn't that hard delineating line. Like I'm, when it come, when it's when they're available, they're available, and I'll get one then. Okay. Uh, until then, it's I'm Which fine. Probably with explains it. why they did that huge upgrade to like The Last of Us. Yeah. <laughs> so that because I I read a big thing on that how it pretty much eliminates all load times now. Oh um, yeah, yeah, right. So it's like yeah, that's so people can play it on their PS fucking five. Yeah, and not because <laughs> uh, I don't know. With but still, the fact that they're doing that type of upgrade to a game that's that old. Yeah. Um, it's really... it's They've made it... Sony is not usually this consumer-friendly, but they've kind of been forced into it. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is now, is the things... People are, are done with things not being backwards compatible. Mm-hmm. Um, so... And especially with X, like the well, that's what always pissed me off with Nintendo. Yeah, it's like every system they came out was a different fucking. Oh, it was a, yeah, it's a cartridge. It, it it's couldn't a disc. Yeah, now it's a mini disc. It couldn't possibly this. be backwards compatible because yeah. it's a different format. Yeah, uh, it's like oh, I'm glad I brought all those GameCube games that now I right. can't play on anything else. Right. And, uh, I love the GameCube games though. Although the GameCube games you could play in the Wii. Yeah, uh, I love those mini discs. Um, what are we talking about? Just oh, PS5, PS5. And its availability. And... Yeah. Uh, so, at, at the end of the day, I, I guess my point is, I'm not as 
worried about it. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm, so I'm, oh, what I was going to, the reason that they were kind of forced into it was because of how good Xbox is. We talked about Game Pass a month or two ago about what a good deal that is and how you're basically getting every, at the very least, you're getting every Microsoft exclusive mm-hmm. day and date uh, for 10 bucks a month. That's awesome. Yeah. On top of whatever else you get. Um, so if I was in my pre-kids legit spending three hours a day gaming, mm-hmm. uh, I would be all over Game Pass, but uh, I just don't have that kind of time. And I could make more time if I wanted to, don't get me wrong. I don't want to make it sound like I'm out straight all the time. <laughs> like, now the time that I do have... That I is your free time. Yeah, I can't just sit there and... Yeah, yeah, I'm the same way, and I have a ton of free time. Yeah. But I'm still, like, with the games, I'm like, I can't sit and play a game for three or four hours because I'm going to feel like I should have been doing something else. Yeah. Even if it wasn't something super productive... Something should've else. Should have been doing something else. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, now, I can play an hour or two and not feel guilty at all. But. You have written Atari next to PS5. Yes, because I had no idea that thing ex- was existing. Which which one are we talking about? Are we talking the that thing new, that the, new master system they're putting out? The thing they announced like a year ago. I didn't even. I have heard nothing about it since. Um, is it go, out? Uh, let me go to the, our Facebook. You don't look at our Facebook page ever. I don't. I'm so disappointed. I, I couldn't log into my Facebook if I fucking had to. Not a bad thing. Um, let me go to the. Yes, they have crashed the PS5 party with a brand new console. Um, that's what it looks like. Sorry, folks at home. Yep, that's familiar. Has, has, has a controller that essentially looks like an Xbox controller, right. as, lo- as well as a classic joystick. It's called the VCS Games Console. Um, it's launching this November, which it seems like it came out of nowhere. And it comes, it comes with access to 100 games. Yeah. Um, granted, most of them are probably very classic games. Yeah. But it has a lot of new t- new tech. Um, it's got an AMD Radeon GPU. I sure. don't know what that means. An AMD Ryzen CPU, eight gigs of RAM, uh, pumps out 4K. Um, huh. Comes with USB 3.0s, HDMI, Ethernet ports, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth. Um, I remember hearing about it. It when has it a was... dedicated PC mode to it. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing about it when it was announced, and no one was really clear on what it is. Yeah. And what you just read to me is the most I've learned yeah. about it. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you want to install Windows as an operating system on this thing, you fucking can. Um, it uses Linux OS. comes pre-installed with tons of Atari retro games, as well as current titles from a range of studios, in quotations. It's going to be almost $400. It's like 389 it, cl- it comes with three different colors, black walnut, onyx black, and carbon gold. Um, it's still not saying a whole lot about, like, what will be on it. Yeah, But see, just the fact, though, problem. that it gave you more than... Like, I didn't even know that thing was actually really coming out. Yeah. It was one of those things, I think I remember when you mentioned it once, I'm like, yeah, okay, we'll see. Well, because it wasn't even... It, it, it was that's not a, at all clear what it yeah. even was. But that's a pretty big leap. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, oh, hey, you haven't played one of us in years well here's a four hundred dollar system that you can use as a computer and it will do this and do that i guess if you're pushing it as a a a machine to play pc games without having 
the, you know, having to, because some, being a PC gamer can be, uh, what, you have to know what you're, like, you don't have to know how to build a fucking PlayStation, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, and you don't, I'm not saying you have to know how to build a computer to be a PC gamer, but, like, the serious ones Yeah. But Dude. anyone who's not really a computer gamer who's ever tried to install a game on a computer yeah. and had to call someone to come see you. And then you. you're like, all right, I did it, but now where the fuck is it? It won't play. It crashes. What's happening? I do uh, I do appreciate Steam for that, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steam makes all of that. Whatever. I know like half of Planet thinks that they're evil and the other half thinks that they're the greatest company on Earth, but I don't really care. I don't know. But the their, 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 uh their services makes that easy mm-hmm. uh, because it's you just go to that hub and that's where all your stuff is and you download it to right there. And, um, but yeah, it's you need to be more ingrained in the ecosystem as a PC gamer as opposed to being a console gamer because with the console, you go to Best Buy or Target or wherever, you buy it, you plug it into your TV, and that's it. Mm-hmm. The console takes care of itself. You don't have to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if it's being sold as that, which it sounds like yeah. that's what you were describing, yeah. um, and then it happens... Well, the fact so- that it's talking about the fucking CPU <coughs> and the RAM, which is not something that usually is talked about with when you're when someone, when Timmy wants a new fucking Nintendo, you know? Well, the nerds do when the, the, when the do, launches, yes. at the launches uh, or the announcements and stuff, they always want to, because they start comparing yeah. teraflops or whatever the hell. I mean, um, and, it, and it's no mistake, too, that they're making it look very similar to old oh, yeah. Atari 2600s. Sure. They're going for our money, specifically. They're going for those 40 to 50-year-old dudes who yeah. have one of these as I'm, a kid. I'll be interested to see what it can run. Yeah. Um, I mean, 8 gigs of RAM is what this laptop has. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, this is not, a, obviously, not a high-end gaming laptop. Um, but, I mean, it, it's it's... Pretty good for, uh, holy smokes, the text messages. Mm. Uh, can't wait till Wednesday. <laughs> um, I know it's going to be hard as hell. I'm like not picking up my phone Tuesday. I know that's the. I, I'm not picking up my phone. I'm not watching YouTube. I'm fucking sequestering myself from the fucking world on Tuesday. I'd like to say I will, but I won't. Um, so the 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 eight gigs of RAM is 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 good. Uh, especially, you know, if you were thinking it was just going to be a, a, you know, like an NES classic type thing, it's obviously much mm-hmm. beefier than that. Um, but like, Rob, I've been looking. Robin and I are considering getting new phones, and like the ones we're looking at, it's just I, I was just marveling at it yesterday because like the phones have twelve gigs of RAM now. Yep, that's fucking wild. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're we're uh, going between. Well, think about we have, how, think about how weird it would be if you installed something on your phone and it didn't work. I know. You'd be like, what? What the fuck's going on here? This happens? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a uh, friend of the show, Matt, uh, Verizon is actually uh, going to get us some numbers on uh, the Galaxy S20 Plus. Nice. Or the the new Pixel, I just I guess, just came out. But uh, Anyway. Uh, so yeah, that, and that comes out this month sometime. Yeah, that Atari, which is also pretty bold, putting it right up against the PS Five. Yeah, I, I wonder if it's You're well. Like, hey nerds, do you have four hundred dollars? Do you have eight hundred? Well, I mean, it, it's both that and the Xbox. The Xbox comes out yeah. either the week after or week. I don't know. 
I don't know. I haven't been paying very close attention uh, <laughs> because I'm not worried about it, which is kind of a great feeling. Um, Assassin's Creed Netflix announcement you have written down? Yeah. Did they announce something they good announced or something they're gonna bad? They're going to be doing a show. Didn't we already know that? Yeah. Or did we? We didn't know that. No, we did not know that. It, so oh, it, they made a movie. Yeah, and the, the one with Michael Fassbender, which was... I don't know why I was thinking of a movie that was like three years ago. I was thinking that was the same as the announcement trailer. <laughs> so this was... Uh, this is, they're going to be doing a TV show. I think, I think the success of The Witcher has kind of been like, hey. That makes um, sense. I think that's the platform to do it. Yes. Because, again, a, a movie, it's just not smart to try to accomplish that in two hours. No. What are they... Uh, was it just a, a basic announcement, or were any details given? Um, I believe there were a few details. Not a lot. Let me go back to it. Because the... Well, the reason that they can keep making sequels uh, forever is that there isn't... Uh, uh, the, the, the Ubisoft's... Uh, two main people, Jason Altman and Danielle Krenick, will serve as executive producers, so they're involved. Um, yeah. I mean, that's really it. There's no there's no plot or anything like no, that. No, it's just them or saying they're, they're super stoked on. that they're going to be able to do tell this and blah, blah, blah. That's unclear if it's going to be based on any of the previous episodes, any right. of the previous <clears throat> games. I mean, it's the type of thing where it doesn't have to be, which right. is nice. It can be... Anytime. Although, uh, the most popular uh, protagonist was, uh, would have been um, 2, 3, and 2, and what were the two that came after that that weren't numbered, like Revelations and mm. something else, yeah, I don't know, I some sort of forgettable thing. Uh they could do Alti, Altier, Altier from the first one. Um, I don't know. I that, that's why like they could do it at any time for any because yeah, just period. the way. What do you got the budget for this year? <laughs> Maybe they'll finally do the because every year before it's announced or every whenever it's there's an impending announcement that. The, the nerds always are clamoring for Feudal Japan, Feudal Japan, and it never is. Because uh, this year it's Vikings, which mm. I, I have to think was kind of unfortunate when, uh, although they would have been, they would have certainly known what God of War was when mm -hmm. they started production on that. I don't know, maybe they're just coattailing it. Yeah, Vikings are big right now. I guess. There's a show and whatnot. So. Have you ever watched the show? No, I've heard it's good. I've heard it's good, but it's just one of those, it's like, ah. Didn't that start on History Channel? Something or, or something, something like that? Yeah, something weird. Um, but yeah, that's another one of those shows that like, hey, that looks really good. I'll never get to it. Yeah, no, never. Sorry. Never in a million years. Good luck, guys. I'm probably not going to watch it. Uh, what's the other one that's similar to that that I also will never get to? One of the Netflix ones. Black Sales. Sure, you can add that to it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true for that one, yep. too. Um, Mandalorian yes uh, premiered mm -hmm. <coughs> Friday yeah 30 yes. um, good start it's very very solid opening episode yep um, I like that they didn't overdo anything with the child like the right. child's basically just tagging along in this one right it's like oh we just need to appear on screen and be cute we don't need any you know, done and done we don't need any major revelations in 
this episode. Right. Um, although I, there kind of were. I mean, we see fucking Boba Fett. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, as far <laughs> That's as... That's a big deal. And I was... I was worried... Uh, or I guess there was the chance... I shouldn't say I was worried because I didn't know. But uh, that could have gone horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. That could have been just over the top... Like solo, where hey, this is where he got his blaster. This yeah. is where this happened. This is what happened to Boba Fett's yeah. regurgitated or shat yeah. out. But uh, but armor. I love that he's like, where'd you get them? Bought it from some from some Jawas. Totally. Which yep yep that tracks. That's yeah. perfectly feasible. And and I love that it was ill fitting. Yeah, like and he didn't have the whole thing. He yeah. just had. Uh, yeah. So it, like or. Or not that he didn't have the whole thing. He didn't have the, he didn't have the matching pants yes. or anything. So it was like yeah, he did uh, not have all the accoutrements. It was basically Raylan Givens with yeah. a chest plate and a helmet yep. and a rocket strapped to his back. <laughs> um, but yeah, and the funny thing is, Robin. I didn't know. Did, was it announced beforehand that it was that he was going to be? He was somewhere in the season. Yeah. Oh okay. I didn't know that at all going in. Yeah, and, I didn't know he was going to be in the opening episode. The funny thing is, Robin, the first, after he said whatever his first line was with the helmet on, Robin immediately goes, is that Fergie's ex-husband? And I was like, maybe. And then, because I, I mean, I, I, so he takes I the helmet that was on. Josh Duhal. It is. Yeah, okay. Does she confuse the two? Yeah. Well, and, and we even for a second, after he took the helmet off, she was like, yes, it is. And then like two seconds later, I was like. No, that's Timothy Oliphant, yeah. who looks exactly like Josh yeah, Newell. He usually just has more facial hair. Yeah. Um, and he's got the accent. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just funny that that's... Like, Robin immediately recognized the voice mm-hmm. of the guy, because she's associating the face, and they look exactly like... Yeah. Is that Fergie's ex-husband? That uh, was pretty awesome. So then this morning, she one of the, some shows she watches actually has Josh Duhamel in it. And I just went upstairs a little while ago, and she said, that's Fergie's ex-husband. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, no, but it was good episode. I liked, you know, th- they they dove a little bit more into the Star Wars mythos, where you actually see a uh, dragon. Yeah. Where it's only before ever been hinted at, and they're fucking gigantic. Yeah. Like, I always figured it was just something that crawled on the ground. Like a, it looked basic. I always assumed it just looked like a bearded fucking dragon type of thing, you know? Not that it was something like almost a dune sandworm. Yeah, that well, yeah, that's basically yeah. It's, yeah, it's a it's a sea dragon yeah. essentially. Yeah, um, I love that. It's like when they were talking about oh, that he was in a sarlacc pit hole. And he's like, sarlacc pits don't give those up. Or yeah, like, or he well. said, I've I've lived here my whole life and I've never seen an empty sarlacc, an abandoned sarlacc yeah, pit. It wasn't abandoned unless he, unless he ate the sarlacc. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think that this show, and we talked about this last season, uh, the mistake shows like this make is when they make every episode uh, a mythology episode. Mm-hmm. This show is going to work for the same reason that Firefly worked, yeah. is the one-offs. Yeah. Uh, you can, there's, I know fans get super pissed that way back in the day Fox aired the Firefly episodes in the wrong order but it really doesn't much matter no. there are only a few things where there's something only some is, mythology in that yeah. yeah and there's only a few times where like someone mentions something in episode 4 as a past event that is actually in episode 6 the way it was aired originally so Oof. it's out of order but you'd never notice that on a single viewing Nerds, uh, yeah so like 
it's not really that big a deal that uh, if they're kind of out of order. Now, he's still, like, going from point A to point B to point C to point D, but each stop, even though they have to be kind of in an order, mm-hmm. don't really have yeah. to... You, the viewer, it makes no yeah. difference. and, like, I would be very surprised if we see much of Boba Fett next episode at all. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just, like, a lot of the kind of guest spots from last season yeah. they were in one episode or maybe two and yeah. then you don't see him again yeah and or i'm fine him, with that or you see him much later yeah when they get the band together for something right um but i just love the little details they put into this that it's it's total fan service like i r5d4 yeah that's the robot that blew up so that you know owen and luke could get fucking r2d2 instead right um What's it, uh, Cade? Was that his name? Timothy Oliphant's character? I don't remember. He's a character from the Aftermath books. Oh, really? Yes. Um, I've only read that part... I didn't know. I've only read part of one, so I'm not super familiar, but yes, he is a character from <coughs> that. Um, I like that his speeder, I'm pretty sure, was one of Anakin's jet engines. Oh, really? I, I've seen pictures of him now side by side, because at first I'm like, that looks like Anakin's pod racer yeah. engines. And it's not... You can't 100% say yes or no it is, but it looks enough like it where it's like, hey, well, yeah, of course, because Anakin stops pod racing. Yeah. If Watto doesn't find (coughs) someone else to fly to run that pod, he sells it or junks it. Right. At which point, someone who buys fucking Boba Fett armor from a Jawa. Right. I bet he, he, he would probably buy a fucking pod racing engine from him and make a fucking speeder out of it. From a caricature. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that... And even if it's not that, you can at least go, hey, same model. Or whatever. Yeah. It's uh, at least, it's enough so that it's a good nod yeah. to it without, well, without it, ever drawing attention to it. Like, hey, I got this off of a guy named Watto. Yeah. Turns out a kid used to pod race with it. Yeah. It's, you know, at which point you'd just be like, oh, God, that's so fucking stupid. I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a difference between uh, a nod and shining a fucking spotlight on something. Yeah. Like, look at this! Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's which what the, which, which is what, what the Mandalorian does well. Which is what Solo did wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at this thing! Yeah. Uh, this will be important at yeah. some point, I assure you! Here's this thing you like. Uh, yeah. So I hope it continues with it. And I, I feel like it will. I think we've seen enough episodes now that... Um, yeah. This is what the show is. Yeah, they know uh, what they're doing. They um, know what they've got. And it's the type of thing where, guess what? If he, this is, could be one of those things, much like fucking Incredible Hulk or fucking the show Kung Fu, where you can't ever get to the end point. Because yeah. when you do, that's when the show's over. Right. What If he ever reunites this child with fucking more Yoda people, what's he do? What's the show about then? Right. <laughs> that, and, if they... That's the type of thing a network TV exec would say, no, you've got to have him find it in season, by the end of season two. Yeah. And then wonders why the show sucks in season three. So, you also never. You also better nail that. Yeah. You know? Because uh, yeah, if we learn there's a planet full of fucking Yodas. Right. That no one knows about. Right. We're g- I'm going to call foul. Yeah. They, yeah, you've got... So, in, in a way, you've kind of... You gotta stall. <laughs> yeah, but this is the type of show that's built for that. Yeah, and and that's where 
these type of episodes come from. If yeah. you're not having to constantly build on mythology and just stick to, let's do an episode yeah. of... I mean, we, they always talk to it, but it's, it's Lone Wolf and Cub. Yeah. It's, it's essentially what it is. Lone Wolf and Cub had, I think, 30 of those little fucking graphic novels come out that I have in my house. Yeah. Each one of those had, like, three stories in it, where they go somewhere, something fucked up happens, and then this. And so we're talking, like, 90 events in this... And none of them, like, complex storylines. No, some of, them, some of them had some, some overarching themes. There's or, a bad guy in town yeah. messing with the locals, and we need you to cut them all in half. Yep. And he's got a gang of... And that's essentially what this episode was. Yes. Hey, you can have the armor back, but can you help me kill this Sarlacc? That's what, like, a Oh, couple and guess episodes. what? There's also the fucking sand... Which I loved the sand people in this. Yeah. I like that he, A, knew how to talk to sand people. Yeah, we find out Mando speaks Tuscan. Yep. So that's cool. Um, I thought the Banthas looked shitty. The Banthas did not look great. However, the one thing that fucking cracked me up, and this is something that's always I've always wondered, I'm like, why did the fucking Tuscan Raider weapons always look like the end always looked like the nub at the end of the old toothbrushes back in the eighties? Because they were? Because they were fucking <laughs> Bantha toothbrushes, yeah. essentially. Oh yeah, yeah. In yeah. this episode, it shows right. them brushing them. I'm like, yeah. That's fucking... Because I always... As a kid, I always thought that weapon looked like the end of the toothbrush. I had the little gum massaging nub or whatever yeah. the fuck it was. So I was like, oh, that might actually w- be what they're I for. wonder if that's a common thing and that was a nod to that. It could have been. It, it, just, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me at least, but yeah, if that's... Let's just say that it was. Yeah. <laughs> but I like that when they had the Tuscan Raiders walking, they were single file to hide their numbers. That's right. Um, they, you know, they pay attention. <laughs> they do the little things right in this. We're not talking to you. Apparently, your Alexa thing was ready to pay attention. The um, mic is muted. Yeah, like that. Uh, yeah, that, that's what this show does. It pays homage to the past without essentially giving it a handjob. Right. And comes up with new interesting things to do, such as fight a fucking Kyat dragon. Although, I, I think what they ended up doing, I assumed that that's what they were doing from the beginning. Mm. Like, that makes way more sense than their original plan. Mm. I thought that's what the idea. I thought that's what you were. They were foreshadowing at the very beginning, but whatever. Yeah. Um, Invisible Man. Sure. Um, so Robin, like I said, we started watching it uh, last night. Finished it this morning. The there's some really good, and then I wouldn't call it bad, but I'll get to it. Uh, pacing, tension was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, very well paced. Uh, I very much, we spoke a little earlier about origins, and we often bitch about origins. There's no origin story here. It starts with her leaving. We get it. Yeah. We get what, we don't need to see the abuse. Yeah. We get by how she leaves and that whole scene. Mm-hmm. All right, someone that's doing this has obviously been yeah. fucked with. Yep. So we don't even, we I appreciated and, that. They and wasted once no she time. Escapes, how she's living at first. Yes. <laughs> so there was no. There was. Yeah, you didn't we need. Did, to, yeah. We didn't need to see Uncle Ben getting shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started at Spider Man. <laughs> um, the I really liked the. Uh, it's not really fourth wall ish, but like. You're fooled too. They're they're fooling you too because a lot of times the camera will shift. And there really is nothing there. Yeah. 
or I loved it when they did that though when it's like just showing like oh here's the kitchen sink and you're waiting and it stays for on the kitchen sink yeah. for like 15 seconds and you're like you're you're doing what she's doing you're looking over every inch of that screen like what and I nothing what moves I yeah or when and this happened a couple times when uh, just the focus of the shot changes and like it's just focusing on the on the background and nothing changes yeah but you're like exactly is there something and, by that golf club and that's you the know? tension right yeah. there. You are uh, you are feeling what she's feeling. The this actually kind of uh, leads into it was kind of a blessing and a curse for later on is that this was pretty grounded. The tech was believable. Yes, uh, or at least the tech makes sense. Yeah, it might not be something that's like available. Right, but it makes sense. But it makes sense that if that works, that's what it's going to look like. Yeah. Um, and then the biggest plus of the movie is Elizabeth Moss. Uh, oh, she's so good. And that's what she she is doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Mm -hmm. uh, because she's doing so much of it by herself. Mm -hmm. Like, so much of the movie is just watching her listening to the way she's talking you know like you said looking at what she's looking at and and how it's affecting her because uh, I said to Robin a couple times this movie this movie's probably bad without her with a lesser actress yes because of exactly what you talked about at the beginning we don't need the origin yeah because she's doing such an amazing job of selling what it was like to go through Without ever seeing her go through it. Right. Um, yeah. In a lesser actress's hands, you lose that. And this and, movie falls apart. And she, <laughs> she plays up the paranoia very well. Yeah. The, just, she, anyone who has ever been around someone who suffers from PTSD, she nailed it. Yeah. She absolutely nailed it. It's, and that's, you know, that's kind of the blessing and curse part because the, as soon as you start asking questions, mm. you're like, and look, we spend a lot of our time talking about fucking Marvel movies. Yeah. You know, like, should we be asking where Tony's suit goes when it goes back into his body and why his body doesn't get any bigger? <laughs> Probably we should be asking those questions, but we know. Yeah. We get it. It's a fucking superhero movie. This movie is so grounded mm. with the at least believable tech mm. and with uh, her very grounded in human uh, performance, mm -hmm. it's when you start to be like, well, how come no one can hear him? Yeah. You know, like, if fucking, if Tilly walks, Tilly weighs like 38 pounds, if she walks to the kitchen right now, on the floor above us, we will hear it. <laughs> yeah. If they just had sound absorbing technology, I would have been like, all right. Yeah. The only part that, for me, that was kind of like that was the restaurant scene, which was awesome. That was the best scene in the movie, I thought. But it's like, she obviously did not have that knife in her hand. Right. When her sister's throat was slit. She right. obviously did not. Like, no one else, no one else was looking at the two women who are already acting weird. Yeah. Uh, one of them is obviously panicked and frantic, yeah. and the other one, and they... Someone in that Someone. restaurant would have been like, no. Yeah. Because that's me. Yeah. I, 
and Andrea comments on it all the time because I'm so attuned to that type of shit yeah. from my previous work that like if there's if two people are having even a silent argument in a restaurant I can point them out to you yeah I'll be like that couple over there something's going on yeah. or that dude over there is really pissed and pretty soon he's going to yell at someone um, and then I can't stop watching it for the rest of the evening yeah so it feels like to me someone in that restaurant would have seen that happening. Yeah. With It's a full restaurant. There's tons of staff. Someone would have been like, no, she did not have that knife in her hand when that happened. It fucking flew up off the table and slit her throat. Yeah. The, and between the... There being... Cam- it was like things happened because the movie needed them to happen. Yeah. There were cameras in places that the... Ca- I mean, other than when she positions, obviously. Yeah. But like... In other instances, there are cameras where the movie needs there to be cameras, and then more importantly, there are not cameras where there's no cameras in the hallway of a fucking mental institution. Yeah. And there were, and it wasn't just that he beat the shit out of all the people at the at the hospital. He fired a shot. Mm-hmm. And then when she runs around the corner, the motherfuckers at the security station are still sitting there watching a bank of screens yeah. that are apparently not in a yeah. hallway and they didn't hear a gunshot? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> what is going on in this movie? Well, that was like the restaurant scene too where I'm just like, he's invisible, but he has mass. Yes, how did that, no too. One, how did, that too. How did no one bump, in, yes. bump into him and be like, wait, what the fuck? You know? Even if you... that that Yes, that was... And... I get because I can't walk through a restaurant full a fu- fully visible human exactly without bumping into someone's chair or having to be like whoa with a waiter you yes. know <laughs> I that's why I wonder yeah because the reason that we can as people move around each other is because we both can see each other <laughs> yeah now I get that he could very be, life and whatnot sure but like at some point the other person has to see you too to make that. Yeah. I'm like, is he just, like, walking around that restaurant like fucking Catherine Zeta-Jones in a trap? And, like, <laughs> that actually... He's putting in a lot of fucking work to be able to get behind her. How hilarious would it be if, like, he forgot to turn the suit on? And, like, he goes into that busy restaurant and people are all just looking at this, what's this freak with the little eyeballs all over him doing? And he's, like, doing these fucking dan- moves, you know? <laughs> oh, he's... he's... To bring it back to Arrested Development, he's David Cross when he's following his wife. <laughs> oh my God! Because it's true. Like, and I tr- and I, again, I, I get the you know you suspend your disbelief, but again, her performance and the rest of and the believable tech yeah. and everything grounds this movie so much that like you're like. But you do get so caught up in it I because it's... ask where the armor goes when Tony yeah. turns. Up, you know what I mean. Yeah, but uh, for me, it's so well paced that those questions don't come up until the end. Yeah, and no, if that right. ha- if those questions come to me at the end, I'm okay with it. Yeah, because I want as long as I'm caught up in the moment of what they're because you can't control what people do once the movie's over with how they think about it. Yeah, right. But if in the movie, I'm watching it and I am not paying a fucking bit of attention to that because I'm caught up with what's happening on screen, I'm okay with it. That's actually uh, a really good. Point because it goes back to something I didn't even that I forgot to mention. Another plus was that even though we immediately figured it out, uh, the tw- the I, I 
what's just called an air quotes twist. It's not really a twist, but the, that his brother is is in the suit at one point. I mean, come on, look who he is. Of course he's the Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you not see Get Out? Yeah, it's like... That dude's a creepy wait, motherfucker. Wait, do you need a scumbag? Do you need me to slick my hair back, or do you want it all wavy? <laughs> uh, well, that when um, I was thinking about that, because Robin and I, like, as soon as she shoots him, Robin goes, pause. Or she goes, she said, pause. How much time's left? And it was like 25 minutes. And like, that's the brother. <laughs> and at first I was thinking of, well, that was easy to tell. But if you were in a theater. Yeah. And you, because that's like 90 minutes in. This is a long movie for, especially for a horror movie. Well, not horror movie. A, a suspense thriller. I call Usually, it horror. Yeah, we'll whatever. Um that's it's like two hours and ten minutes long. It's just pretty lengthy for yeah. something oh, yeah. like this. So I could totally see because that whole scene would have been totally fine as the finale. Yep. Um, and without knowing how long the movie was or what how many minutes were left, because you're not going to do that in a theater, you wouldn't have known, uh, or it wouldn't have been as obvious. You know, it's obvious when you pause it and there's. 25 minutes of the movie left that it's I asked the brother okay mm-hmm. um, so the like you said a minute ago with the other thing it it only really matters after mm-hmm. uh, in the moment the twist works uh, again I, I don't know that I want to call it a twist because yeah. that's not really the reveal mm-hmm. I, I don't know um, now is the assumption that he was that the brother. That was the only time it was him. I. It's tough. When does there's nothing that really shows one way or the other. It kind of leaves it up to you, on whether you think he was a lot or just that once. I'm thinking it couldn't have been the first time because again, throwing the dude in the invisible suit for the first well, time, yeah, he's going to knock into shit. You get yeah, you get the the roadie problem with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow, this is tying back a lot to Iron Man. Um, I feel like I'm doing that myself, though. Yeah. No, but it but is. It's, it's the Rhodey problem. Rhodey steps it. You know, you see, you spend an entire first Iron Man movie with the guy who invented it struggling to figure out how to use it. You give Rhodey a suit for two seconds, and he's a fucking superhero. Yeah. Like, there's no, yeah, there's no. no learning curve for Rhodey. It's the same thing here. Like, like you said. Yes, it's super cool tech, but you'd still have to learn how to be Again, in it. I'm 100% visible all the time. I still bump into shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and like... And if you bump into shit when you're invisible, it kind of ruins the invisibility part of it. So, I think, yeah, you'd have to almost practice that. Because, again, you can't see where your foot ends. Yeah. You have to just kind of know. And yeah. It, it, you have to walk through your house differently. And... So the the you kind of have problems in both settings. In a busy setting, you have the problem of how is like you said, how is he not bumping into the waiters, and how are you know how is it that a waiter didn't just turn around and bump into him, even when even if he was being one hundred percent super stealthy, yeah, super <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones level, uh, Tobias Funke <laughs> level stealth. Uh, how is that not happening ever? Yeah. Um, and then, but if you're in a setting like, uh, which I think was the best scenes in the movie of just her in a room alone, mm-hmm. how is there no sound except when the movie wants there to be mm-hmm. sound? 
how is there only a breath coming out when the movie wants that one breath to come out? Yeah. Um, but again, all, like you said, the, the movie, she's good enough yeah. that yeah. And, you don't think about it. And I like that when she wins in the end, it's not just because she's plucky. Yeah. Like, she's smart. Yeah. And, you know, she creates a plan. I had I did have trouble with that, too, though, because... And I had trouble with a couple of things, uh, even, you know, not just her thing at the end, but also some of the stuff he... Does the suit make you super strong? <laughs> because, like, I don't care what anyone says. I don't care how surprised you were. I could not get a knife into your hand and get you to smoothly slit your throat. Yeah. There is no way you would allow me to do that. No, no way. Yeah. Not with it being smooth. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, there'd be some struggle. And, yeah. like, she just grabs his shit and it looks like he did, you know, it, it looks like it was supposed to look. Yeah. Um, and same thing it, it, with some of the stuff he did. Like, he's, like, throwing people around. And yeah. I get that you're invisible, but you're not. See, we didn't get the pre-show workout routine. He <laughs> was doing, like, Spartan training. Right, yeah. Um, uh, so... Uh, He's like, fuck, if I'm going to be wearing a form-fitting bodysuit, I better work out. Yeah. <laughs> it best look good. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't want it to... Again, I feel like I do this all the time. I say I like a movie, and then I dump all over it for 20 minutes. No, but that's also good, though, that you're pointing that shit out. Because usually if you don't care about a movie, yeah, you're not right. talking about it afterwards. Yeah. Um, I hope they I hope they continue to do more. Maybe yeah, in that line of... In that uh, line of reimagining yeah. things. Yeah. Like, that would be hard with Dracula, probably, but... Or Wolfman. Yeah, we'll see. Are they doing... A, a Blumhouse I... is apparently doing more. Uh, is there is there a Wolfman? Is that... Did I hear that? Or am well, I just dreaming that? Well, they've, did I just make that They've up? put those that they're going to do those, like, every year. Yeah. It's like... I mean, it was part going to be part of the whole mummy thing. Oh, yeah. With the dark universe that fucking tanked, because they... Wait, was that it. supposed to be tied to... No. Th this not, that's not this. No, that is no. not this at all. But that just goes to show, whoop, it's a whole new reimagining for the Universal yeah. Yeah. thing. Ugh. <laughs> but I, I like how Blumhouse attacks things like this, because they don't have the budget of a Universal. And it also... So they figure out ways to make these things smaller, but better. <laughs> but yeah, but, and they, but it never feels... Uh, and granted, I don't watch every Blumhouse production, but I, I do, I, for movies like this, I watch overwhelmingly Blumhouse stuff. Yeah. Because it is main, it's made for me. Mm -hmm. It's made for, it's made for people that aren't going to watch, I don't know, the shit that you watch, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, that watch The Suckling. Yeah, Robin and I are not sitting down to watch The Suckling. I don't even know what that, have we talked about The Suckling? No, but that was one of my horror movies for the month. Wait. I think we did talk about it. What's the Briefly, plot again? It's the one with the abortion baby. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I couldn't remember if I talked about it with you because I know I talked about it with PJ. Yeah. Oh, Robin said she saw she saw you at TJ's the other day. Yeah. They must be doing a horror episode. Yep. Yeah. We did the year the month end. Yeah. The budget for the Invisible Man was seven million dollars. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, they didn't spend it on cast because there's like four people in this movie. But that's all he needs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you barely. I mean, even the the. Uh, I mean, who gets the most screen time? 
the only there's only what five characters that get any kind of screen time. Everyone else is just kind of a relegated to. Oh, you're on screen for a minute. Yeah, and then you yeah. get thrown into a wall. Yeah, because or... you get her sister, her sister's husband, the her ex husband who isn't even there that much, and then his his brother. Yeah. Those are the real people you see the most. Anyway, uh, but yeah, overall is good. I liked it. Um, I'd be, I'd be interested. I'd be down to see more uh, mm-hmm. stuff like this, uh, and hopefully they keep getting the right people to do it. Which seems like what—that's what Blumhouse is all about. Yeah. Um, I do know their big announcement. I can't remember if it's them. Or, I don't think it's them, but it, it feels Blumhousey because it's Jordan Peele. But it was announced that Jordan Peele is going to take on a new version of um, People Under the Stairs. Oh. Which is, like, literally TJ and I were talking about that the day before the announcement. Oh, really? About how that film could easily get remade and be even better. It's all about creating unsustainable housing in communities and preying off the community, especially as a white person. (laughs) Would it surprise you to know I actually went to that movie? No, because that, that's our high school. The like ninety two so, yeah. to ninety three. Yeah, yeah. I, I, can, I to... can see Jordan Peele making a hell of a film out of that. Yeah, I don't even remember what it was about. It's the young boy who uh, sneaks into a house to steal some shit from them, and, and there's finds... people under the stairs. There's people under the stairs. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got gotcha. you. That that white that that white family's been kidnapping all these years and Oof, hoarding, all, hoarding all the wealth. None of this really sounds familiar. <laughs> I did go to it. I just though. watched it this past month. So. Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, it was part of my 90s watch. Yeah, that would have been... 92? 92 or 93 is definitely ringing the bell. Because I associate the that movie... 91, surprisingly. Oh, wow. I kind of associate that movie with A Few Good Men because I <laughs> went to both of them. similarities? Yes. <laughs> Uh, no, I went to them with the same person for a while. We were going to the to the movies like every couple months. We and we go to the movies, and those were like two in a row. So I think they came out very close to each other. Yeah. Uh, I could be totally um, misremembering that, but no, I think ninety one sounds right for because it came out on video in ninety two. So yeah, I mean, there's no way to know. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't have the technology. Oh my gosh, that almost went in. Uh, that's all I had. All right, well, I've got, uh, I concluded my 31 days of horror. Yep. I'm going to my film diary right now as we speak. Uh, my, I mentioned it before, my, my big thing this year was 90s films. Uh, managed to watch 59 total movies. Wow. Which was my most since, I believe, 2015 or 16. Um, Can I pause? Yes. Did you have you watched the Borat movie? Not yet. Are you going to watch the yes. Borat movie? Did you? Because we've never talked about Borat. I can't watch stuff like that. I've never even seen the first one. I, I can't watch stuff like that. It makes me very uncomfortable. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I do think it's funny. It's one of them I watch once, yeah. think it's hilarious, and then never feel the need to watch it again. Yeah. So I, I'll be. Uh, let me know when you watch it, because okay. I'll be because I want to hear about it. It'll probably be next week. But like, I cannot watch stuff yeah. like that. And Robin absolutely. Yeah, but that was like she yeah, refuses on Letterboxd, That's like popular movies this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. All right, carry on. Sorry. Um, I mean, I can just throw some highlights. I don't need to talk about them all. Um, the ones that I thought were the best were ones that 
did not surprise me in the least. Let's see if I can get these organized by ranking. Are these ones that you are, this is the first viewing? Mm, No. Okay. Um, Anything that was, one that was a first viewing that I really, really enjoyed. It was not made in the 90s. It was uh, a recent one, uh, VFW. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that one. It's essentially anyone who's ever seen John Carpenter's Assault on Precinct 13. It's kind of the same thing. Where a bunch of old guys hanging out at the VFW hall. The world's going to shit outside. Uh, Like... There's a lot of drugs, and a girl steals drugs from a local drug lord, runs to the VFW hall. She gets chased in there. One of the guys who chases in here kills one of their buddies, and then it turns into a siege film. Uh, But the reason that film was so awesome was the cast. I was going to say, who was in that? Uh, Stephen Lang was the main character. Most people know him from, like, the commander-type sergeant guy from um, Avatar. Avatar. I hate that character so much. Oh, yeah. It's a shit character. Shit character. Every movie in that character, every character in that movie yes. is a shit character. And and we're not we're not just saying like it's an un, it's a, an evil or yeah we get that he's the bad guy but he's a terrible bad guy. Yeah. Oh, it's but just I so... really like him. I like him as an actor. He was also really good in Don't Breathe, where he played the blind guy. Yeah, that horror movie. Uh, who else? Is uh, Martin Cove, who most people know as Johnny Sensei from Cobra. Oh from, yeah, yeah. From uh, yeah. the Karate Kid. Uh, William Sadler, who's just in a million movies. Uh, a lot of people know him most. He, he plays Death in the Bill and Ted movies. Um, well, it's uh, David Patrick Kelly, who was the Warriors Command Play. <laughs> also the main villain from Dreamscape. Um, George Went, Norm from Cheers. Uh, Fred Williamson, tons of black exploitation film, films. Yep. Um, that's the main crew in the VFW yep. hall. So it's just kind of cool to see these old guys get to do their thing. And because these guys were all ex-soldiers, it makes sense. Like, like this is like D-level expendables. Very much so, <laughs> but a thousand times more enjoyable. Yeah, because that, and and intentionally so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I say this as not, I, as not having seen the movie. The guy who directed it is a guy by the name of Joe Bigos. He directed that and Bliss this past year, which was an awesome fucking vampire movie. A uh, very low-budget director, but makes the most with what he's got. Uh, he's one of those, I'll watch everything he puts out. Ooh, speaking of Bliss, have you started Far Cry 5, or are you going to? I will, but I have not yet. You won't understand that reference, then. Ah. Quite yet. Um, <laughs> for the first time since it came out, I watched uh, Phantoms. What's that? The uh, Ben Affleck is the bomb in Phantom Joe. Oh. Oh. Yeah. And it's just as awful as I remembered it. Because I, I hadn't seen it since it came out on VHS. And I'm like... I kind of forgot that existed. I was like, I wonder if it's really as bad as I remember it. It's worse. Um, yeah. So I, that was a highlight of terribleness. I forgot that, had, that was even a thing. Uh, another new one that I watched. Um, just came out last year, but it was part of the Joe Bob Halloween special, so I watched it. Uh, Haunt. It's a haunted house film, like a, like a not a ooh, ghost haunted house, but a, you you pay twenty bucks and you get to oh, walk through it. Sure, except everyone in it's a fucking murderer. Oh. Um, it's, it's exactly what you think of it as: a bunch of obnoxious teenagers find this out of the way haunted house to go through, and shit goes terrible. Yeah, um, but very well executed, well well done film. Um. Gonna see if there's any. A couple, um, 
films that I thought you might want to watch with the kids at some point. Really? Yeah. Arachnophobia. Oh, yeah, that wouldn't fly. No. <coughs> Can't picture it. Oh. Fun film. It's a Disney film. Both, both <laughs> of them are... Jumpy about spiders. To a ridiculous degree. <laughs> okay, so, so maybe that one. Maybe it would, maybe it would be the, the perfect choice then. Um, also watched uh, the original version of The Witches. See, now that one... See, I've never seen that. Robin was surprised, because she was talking about it, because they did the... the yeah, the, there was the, an HBO remake. Yeah. yeah. Um, that Robin was like, she's, we watched the trailer, and she was excited for it. And I was like, is that... Is this something that we know? Yeah. Like, and then I saw that it was the from the book, which I've got a dozen copies of the book at school. Um, I didn't... Okay, so what I didn't know was that the... 90s? Is it early? 90. Uh, I didn't realize that that was Was this. this. Um, Because we were at the age where we would have not watched that at that point. I've never seen it. Because especially in 1990, we would have been too cool for that. Absolutely. 100%. Um. So yeah, I've never seen... And it's a a common enough title for something that you wouldn't... It's not like it was called Harry Potter's in the source. It's not James and the fucking Giant Peach or Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Uh, Factory. Or Charlie the Chocolate Factory. Or Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. What did we? What did the, I actually just purchased that on uh, Criterion. Oh my God, that movie's funny. Uh, yeah, um, Bull Moose had all of the Wes Anderson Criterion films on sale. Oh really? I went a little nuts. I had 180 points. So. Oh yeah. And they had the Criterion discs on sale for 20. So yeah. I got Fantastic Mr. Fox, Moonrise Kingdom, Grand Budapest, Royal Tenenbaums, and Jarlene Limited. For ten bucks each, awesome. Which can't fucking not do that at that point. <laughs> so now I have all of the Wes Anderson films, with the exception of Isle of Dogs, which is not a Criterion release yet. Have you still reason. not seen it? Still not seen it. <laughs> <laughs> if they uh, had it, I would have bought it. But man, um, but I was still so just. For, it started out. I was just going to buy Fantastic Mr. Fox, and then I'm, I was just like, Ah, fuck it. Let's get them all. <laughs> I've said. I know I've said this before on this podcast, and it bears repeating. But Ash spitting on the floor is one of the fucking funniest things I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> and every single time I watch yeah. it, I laugh my ass off. Yeah. It's so... Because he's standing there in his fucking underwear, and he's got this... Oh, my God. <laughs> Just... Andrea hasn't watched it yet, so it was part of the reason I was buying it. It's like, she has to watch it. Has she this. never seen it? Never seen it. Oh, boy. So I'm just like... Because some people hate it, though. Because I just know whenever I swear she's going to be like, are you cussing me? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, we actually haven't watched it in probably a yeah. year. We should. I, that should be a, a, a well, viewing yeah. coming up because I'm not sure if even Tilly has like seen it enough to really know. Yeah. Colin thinks it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Well, the other thing with that film too is I suck at winking. I can't <laughs> wink. I look like I'm having a spasm. I definitely can't do it with both eyes. There's something in your eye. Yeah. So the fact that Mr. Fox is all because like Andrew, whenever Andrew will do it to me all the time, where she'll wink and do that. Yeah. And I'm just like. She's never seen Fantastic Mr. Fox. She's alone going to love it because she's going to be able to make of fun of me for that. Yeah. So, yeah, that will... One of the things that we're doing for our... Because like, she, uh, this past Monday, had her board test, passed it. It was a three-fucking-hour-long test. Yuck. Yeah. Um, Jesus, yeah. And, I mean, this was a test that she studied for, like... Ha- had the class, which taught her all the shit, for, like, three months. 
and then studied for a month straight every night and it still was like a three hour long test for her so nope for the first time in a long time she has free time yeah so like every time we've like mentioned a movie that she's never seen I like kind of put it on the list so yeah. that's what we're doing like this month it's, we're gonna be watching like the shirt I'm wearing today She's never seen that? She has never seen The Room. Uh, I am watching a, a shirt that uh, has uh, eight bitted out, and it says, Game over. <clears throat> You've been torn apart by Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> um, that movie's hilarious, too. But yes. For different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to pair that back, like, watch that with The Disaster Artist at some point. Yeah. See, uh, I... Did I watch The Disaster Artist first? I may have seen The Disaster Artist first. I think you did. I think you did. Before I saw The Room. Because uh, you had the, you have the DVD or something? Yes, because you have to buy it straight from Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. That's the only way it's available. <laughs> Which, again, genius on his fucking part. Is it, though? Because if it was on... Oh, I don't think he did it on purpose. If it, <laughs> if it was on uh, a streaming service... Yeah. And he was getting that Netflix money. Yeah, that would be pop. That would be number one the day it hit Netflix. Oh hell yes, it would. Guaranteed. Yep. And it would be people would have weekly parties and watch the fucking room. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. What Especially he's doing. that where you can't go see it. It's mostly yeah. all on its midnight screenings, right? Which you can't really do right now. Yeah, the only thing you could could do is a viewing party. Yeah, because I mean, and that's what that's what sucks. It's you know like, what Tommy Wiseau needs to do. He needs to set up his a, a reading, own... A script reading. His own, like... Oh, my God. Virtual yeah. viewing parties and script reading. Oh, he could make a fucking fortune. He but could. We already think... We already assume he's, like, a billionaire, don't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the fact that he funded this, like, $6 million movie out of pocket... And no one knows where any of it came from. <laughs> no one knows where he gets any of his money. <laughs> yeah. Is the assumption that he's like a foreign a trust fund prince or something? Yeah, yeah. some weird that, like you don't know where he's from because no one from where he's from would. <laughs> they're like, no, we kicked his ass out of the country. Yeah, and it's like yeah. his he's like super old money, like to the sixteen hundreds old <laughs> yeah. money. Um, yeah, where somewhere his family lives in a castle and won't let him come back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And they here, we'll give you, we'll fund your fucking stupid movie. Yeah. If you get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so when are you gonna watch uh, Mr. Fox? We I don't know yet. Um, I I wrote we basically I came up with a list of like thirty movies. Um, and I'm gonna let her. Yeah. Pick because I don't care. Depends on mood. It's all shit I've seen. Sure. So yeah. So, which the witches... But I'm definitely going to push her for a few sooner. The... We haven't watched the Disney Plus one yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Nor have I. But it looks like... I don't know if my kids would sit through it. Yeah. It does look kind of... Like, Robin's wants to watch it. Yeah. And, I mean, I'll, I don't care. I'll watch it. The but, only part that worries me is it's very CGI heavy from the look of it. Yeah. Whereas the, the first one, what made it kind of fun was that the mice were puppets, or real mice. Oh, yeah. Um, the witches' costumes were makeup. And, yeah. uh, you know, Like practical makeup, yeah. yeah. Um, whereas this is Pennywise. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. So, I, I mean, wonder... You can, you can see it just in the, the, the banner that's there when you turn yeah. on... Disney so, Plus. I wonder if it's going to lose some of the charm with it being... Oh, I mean, Anne Hathaway's a great actress. Yeah. Um, but she's not Angelica Houston in the 90s. Right. Who's just 
oozes menace. <laughs> well, it's like the uh, it like Mandalorian cup. Banthas versus, you know, episode four Banthas. Mm-hmm. Um, just, they just don't look as wooly. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's been hot since the, since the Empire, you know, lost. Uh, They're not getting all that Bantha shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> Bantha shampoo is in low supply. The market, the market completely. Dr- yeah. You did not realize that, like Moff Tarkin, like his family owned the Bantha shampoo. That's where his old money came from. Yeah, yeah. he's got his old. He's he's uh, like American politics, where they've all got their hands in these giant corporations. Yeah. His great grandfather was a, a Bantha shampoo ke- tycoon. Mitt Romney with his ketchup money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so. When when the Tucker empire and his frozen fish empire. Yeah, when the empire went down. That fucking Panther shampoo market dried right up. <laughs> they just didn't look as fluffy. That's yeah. <laughs> so what happens. Uh, end stage capitalism. Yep. Um, how the fuck did we get there? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's see. More high. We'll go through some more highlights of my watching. Oh, speaking of uh, other things that that Andrea hasn't seen. Um, well, actually, I guess I don't know. I just assume she hasn't because you still haven't. Uh, Tilly, uh, we watch Hamilton weekly now. Yeah, no, we still haven't watched it. Uh, and she does, like, uh, she puts it on Alexa in the kitchen and does, like, interpretive dance around mm-hmm. the, and tries to reenact it. She wants to play Hamilton, like, let's play Hamilton, which, I don't know if that just involves shooting each other, <laughs> I'm or... like, do you want me to be Aaron Burr? Yeah, what do you want me to do again? Not sure this is gonna uh, be... It's going to be fascinating to see what all the little kids who grew, yes. are growing up with this will turn into in, like, high school when they start learning social studies. Yes. Like... Because, like, I couldn't have given a fuck about the Federalist Papers in high school. Yeah. I didn't I didn't care. I didn't care about Alexander Hamilton at all. Right. Well, you still won't miss. It's very briefly mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> it's just in the one song. Yeah. Uh, but... but it, yeah, like, how much more will they... How much more interest will they grow up wanting to learn about the Founding Fathers? I have thought about that. Because, like, I, I it, it occurred to me the other day that at age five, my daughter knows what Alexander Hamilton's sister-in-law's name is. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and that just kind of blew my mind because, like, I learned what her name was two months ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know that when this came out on Disney Plus over the summer, every high school social studies teacher was like... In the curriculum. Yeah, exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's two hours and 40 minutes that I don't have to plan. <laughs> yep. Yep. This is going to make this more interesting to learn about. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and also, the other thing... Uh, now, Ron Chernow is a world-renowned biographer and didn't need a boost from Hamilton, mm-hmm. but Hamilton has blasted... Oh, yeah. And he's done dozens of biographies of, of uh, very well-regarded... Uh, he's the Stephen King of historical biographies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, him and uh, McCulloch, or whatever the guy that I... The other guy that I have a bunch of books of, um, that I don't read. <laughs> uh, but, like, I think Hamilton is still in the top ten on Amazon right oh, now. Oh, sure since, uh, since July. At, at the very least in nonfiction. Um, so even though, I mean, obviously Hamilton is, is very much dramatized, uh, it's, it's based directly off yeah. that. It starts the discussion for you. Yes, exactly. And, and the, the broad strokes are definitely there. Yeah. And then even some of the finer ones. Um, 
but that has speaking of that because uh, now like when we're on rewatches you ask more questions like I wonder if that's really the way that happened and stuff like that and Which is what every fucking high school social studies yes. wants to hear well it's funny because I because uh, Robin and I have we make little Christmas lists on Amazon for each other to just to keep an eye on mm-hmm. and I told her that I had put that biography in there so now every time we're watching the show and Robin will say something like, I wonder if that really happened. And I'll say, well, if you check out my Amazon wish list mm, and you I, were to that's buy That's what me. I do for Andrea, too. She's like, she's like, I never know what books you have or don't have. I'm like, well, so I've, whenever I see something I Let want, I pop it out. on that list. And it's, it's super helpful for her. <laughs> and so, like, I can, if you were to buy that for me for Christmas, then maybe in a couple of years I'll read it and then maybe I'll find out and I'll get back to you on that. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, that should be, be right that should be on your also on you guys' list to uh, to bang out some evening, or split it like we did. But now it's gotten to the point where we're always just kind of watching it. Man. You know what book I totally want to read that just came out recently? It's number one right now, uh, Matt McConaughey's book, Green Lights. Tell me more. It's all <laughs> it, it, it's it's nonfiction. Um, let me see what they have for the read right up here. Part of me was hoping it was a novel. Um, unflinchingly honest, remarkably candid, Matthew McConaughey's book invites us to grapple with the lessons of his life as he did, and to see that the point was never to win, but to understand. So it's basically him talking about his shit and waxing philosophical about it. So I, you just know this is either one of the greatest books ever written or one of the worst. Which is why I wish it... Uh, I would have preferred a novel from him. <laughs> that would have been something. Like that Sean Penn book you put out a few years ago? Yeah. Yeah, yes. Uh, oh, did we read some of those excerpts when the Sean Penn oh, stuff... Yeah. I just love this. Oh, it, my God. It's, a, it's also a guide to catching more green lights and to realize that yellows and red eventually turn green too good luck i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna lean toward that's probably insufferable <laughs> i've gotta read Just it though insufferable fucking gobbledygook well apparently he um his written he's written diaries his entire life so he went back through like all his diaries to put this book together i've been in this life for 50 years been trying to work out its riddle for 42 so he started this shit at eight and, and been keeping diaries of clues to that riddle for the last 35. Notes about successes and failures, joys and sorrows, things that made me marvel and things that made me laugh out loud. How to be fair, how to have less stress, how to have fun, how to hurt people less, how to get hurt less, how to be a good man, how to have meaning in life, how to be more me. Holy shit. <laughs> Do you think he wrote that little... Thing for the most recent stupid Lincoln commercial where he's just the voiceover. And he's I reading. wonder. It's definitely it put that like in perspective. Yeah, like that I'll, would I'll be do your fucking amazing. I'll do your yeah. commercials, man. But, but I'm gotta, writing it. Yeah, I got to do. It. I want to uh, provide my own voiceover. I'm using my fucking November 2004 diary entry for your fucking multi million dollar ad campaign. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're like. And so I took a one-way ticket to the desert and wrote this book, an oh. album, a record, a story in my life Fuck. so far. 
That sounds exactly like that last Lincoln commercial. Hopefully it's a medicine that tastes good. A couple of aspirins instead of the infirmary. A spaceship to Mars without needing your pilot's license. Going to church without having to be born again and laughing through the tears. Christ, what an <laughs> asshole. God. But I need to read it. Oh my God. And the best thing is... You know this is going to be bargain bin within six months. Oh yeah, I'm going to see that. I'm going to see this on the the table in the middle of the aisle at BJ's yeah. by fucking New Year's. <laughs> I mean, yep, yep. The you know the desk the dust jacket's a little torn. The stickers there's like four different stickers on it. Yep, I can't wait. I can't wait to read twelve pages of this book and then put it down <laughs> and, and then just laugh about. It. <laughs> then no, not get any further than twelve pages, but be able to talk about it for hours. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> it's exactly what that's gonna be. I cannot wait. <laughs> and it's hard to do because apparently he is literally the nicest dude. Oh, I'm sure. Like, will do anything for everybody. Yeah. Is incredibly grounded. Helps out anybody and everybody he can. Apparently, and this was a true story, I just learned about this this past week. It was not Viola Davis. Um, shit. What was her name? The actress in Ma. Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer. Never seen that movie, though. Um, apparently, when she first moved to Hollywood, she moved to Hollywood and like was driving the shittiest fucking car around. And it was like full of garbage because she was practically living out of it. Yeah. And it broke down on the side of the road. Matt McConaughey pulled up. No, shit, never mind. That wasn't Matt McConaughey. Fuck, nope. It was, but it was um, Keanu Reeves. That's a that is a surprise. Who pulled, who pulled over and like helped her out. But yeah, apparently McConaughey yeah, ruins that totally. McConaughey, McConaughey would have done it though. Yeah, he was just like three miles behind. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it seems like that's the type of guy he is where he's. Too too good for the earth sometimes. Yeah, there's a couple but unfortunately of them. because he is like that. Yeah, gets indulged to write a book like this. Yeah, and call it green lights, man. You gotta look out for the green lights. <laughs> yeah, there are some people that like. I would probably really like you personally, and you'd probably be a blast to be around. And I know you're an, a good. I feel like you're a good person, but I don't want to hear you. Yeah, I can't. He he's that guy when you were nineteen living in the college dorms who was yeah. taking in, who was taking his second philosophy course, <laughs> <laughs> and therefore whenever he yeah. got drunk or high, felt the need to wax on about fucking Kierkegaard for an hour and, and a half, and has changed majors three while, times while strumming an acoustic guitar yeah, that he will never fully learn to no, play. <laughs> he just keeps playing the C chord over and over again, but he's that fucking guy who just became fabulously wealthy. And can still do it, and people will let him do it. <laughs> so, yeah. Be on the lookout for that book, uh, listeners. <laughs> God. Well, or it's the type of book that, if it, like we weren't in the middle of a pandemic, I would just be reading at a Barnes & Nobles for, like, an hour. Oh, yeah. I'd sit down. Like, every time I went to the bookstore, I'd sit down and read, a ha- like, 30 pages of it. Yeah. And come back every time and read the oh, book where did I leave? Where did I leave off? Yeah. <laughs> Because I used to do that when I had no money, I would I would go to Borders like once a week, in whatever book I was reading, I would go back and read. I'd like leave myself a note. <laughs> okay, you left off on page sixty. I'd go find a copy of it and I'd read it again. <laughs> Could have gone to the library. Oddly enough, I rarely ever did. 
And they'd have to have a copy of it in, whereas the bookstore right. always had a copy. The bookstore always had multiple copies. It was crazy. <laughs> it would be funny if you were like, hey, uh, I had a bookmark in one of these. What's Still the fuck? <laughs> Did you guys sell I was it? writing in the margins of one of these copies. <laughs> I had it miss. I had it miss. I put it back in the wrong section on purpose. Where'd it go? Yeah. <laughs> I had taken notes. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Anything? No, no. Like, guys, I, I had a good time with my uh, my horror movies. All nineties. All. It was a solid decade. Yeah. For movies. There were ones like Scream that stood out. Ones that definitely were. Oh, one of the ones that was much worse than I remembered was I still know what you did. I, I know what you did last summer. Yeah, because goddamn, Freddie Prince Prince Junior cannot act. <laughs> Again, another person who is apparently a super nice guy, yeah, but can't act, and like super grounded and. But yeah. it, it's so weird to think of all because like, all of the teens from those movies, they were like our like that that era's brat pack. Oh yeah. And pretty much the only one of them who really had a respectable career is Michelle Williams, who was oh, in the certainly. least. Who was in the least amount of those? Well, she's also she was never the the it girl. She yeah. was always a side character, and yeah. oh, she's hands down got the most. Oh, by far, uh, uh, probably the only one with an Academy Award nomination, let alone more uh, than one. Um, yeah, I mean, now not to say that like, hey, Jennifer Love Hewitt's still on TV, so. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Most of them still have careers, yeah. but none of them ever really took off the way they were promoted like they would. I mean, Ryan Ryan Phillippe. I don't even think he does any. Does he even? I don't know. Is he even a thing still? I bet. I'm I sure can he's still him. in stuff from. Oh, I know he was in MacGruber. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture him being in uh, the the direct video stuff that you see that's starring some way over the hill action mm. hero him and some young actress that you'll never see again mm. and ryan Phillippe yeah <laughs> in yeah. cobra squad or yeah. some fucking but, thing so, like freddie prince jr he i don't know what he does anymore uh skeet he Ulrich. he retired he stays home yeah. good he for him doesn't want to didn't yeah. want to act anymore yeah i mean outside of scooby-doo I mean, I think Scooby Doo was it. Yeah, um, and even what's her name there, Buffy. Yeah. Um, after Buffy, she disappeared pretty much. Um, Which well, again, well, I say people kind of shit on that that sort of story, but I've I've always said <laughs> I don't know. Were I in that position, I've always like I've always made the comparison with boy bands. Like a boy band career is perfect. You get every ounce well other than the getting screwed over by managers and stuff yeah uh (laughs) not ron perlman um something like that yeah because ron perlman's the actor also a super nice guy yeah but Um, yeah i can't remember yeah the guy who pretty lou lou perlman Perlman, yes um who thought we'd be bringing up his name i know certainly not lou perlman (laughs) no he died right he's getting the google alert right now did he die i I think he died he was probably Terribly obese oh, in yeah. like he, 1999. He, he, so he was what you would picture as someone who was yeah. greedy in he all was, senses of the word. He was the guy on the cover of the Warrant album. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Yep. Uh, do you, did you have? We were going to talk about how prophetic <laughs> Janie Lane was. With dirty, rotten, filthy, stinking rich. Did you think that was going to come up today? No. <laughs> no. Janie Lane also dead. But yeah, that is a perfect 
that was yeah the best career to have. You're very popular for a five year span, a couple you, of years. You probably make a shitload of money. And then you I can mean, just disappear. They've still got boned by Lou Pearlman, but Nick, whatever his name, never has to fucking work again. No, and neither does his stupid brother. Yeah, Joey uh, Fatone. Yeah, like yeah. although he's had a Broadway career. Yeah. So, but I think that's more the choice then. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah. yeah, he doesn't need to. Yeah, and like Timberlake, Timberlake doesn't need yeah. to do anything. No, um, ever. Ever. Uh, so, like, if you, I, I always thought, like, I would totally, and I guess it, it works the same way for, like, a teen yeah. heartthrob type yeah. actor. They made like, their money and. Freddie Prince Jr. never has to work again. You yeah. know how much money Buffy made? <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, yeah. That'd be, and then you can't, he probably can't live anonymously because he's still a yeah. very recognizable face, yeah. but he lives in a place where there are a lot of more yeah. recognizable faces, so he probably can yeah. live in relative anonymity. Mm-hmm. He probably doesn't get bugged that much. Yeah. Um, so I, I've I, I've always respected that career choice. Yeah, the one who I think probably works the most out of all those were, was pro- is probably Rose McGowan. Um, Does it, she still do stuff? She directs now. Hmm. Um, yeah, because after the whole Harvey Weinstein thing, she really... <laughs> Um, and Matthew Lillard still works regularly. Oh, yeah. Um, still awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Michelle still, Williams was the only one. shaggy. That, Michelle Williams was the only one that really had, like, a career that just kept climbing as far as stats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, and yeah, and again, going back to and she Jennifer Love Hewitt. She's got that Dawson's Creek money. Yeah. She earns from the creek, yo. <laughs> still drawing water from the creek. Uh... <laughs> Speaking of people that were 27 years old playing high school kids. Oh, man. <laughs> James well, Vanderbeek got a fucking... I actually just watched... Because I've never seen most of those. And oh. it was one of Andrew's favorite shows at that age. Yeah. So I've been trying to catch up on it and watch them here and there. But, like, episode, like, two or three, fucking Scott Foley is in it. Oh, yeah. The year before he plays a college student who he still looks too old to be. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. Scott Foley's in their class? What? He's, like, 28. <laughs> It had, uh, <clears throat> that was one of the ones that, I, when I lived above the store, we had this, we sold satellite mm-hmm. dishes, and so I had every channel, and whatever that was on, whatever the WB used mm-hmm. to be, CW, CW, I think so, that wasn't part of the local cable, ch- whatever, so nobody had it, so, uh, people would come to my apartment just to watch that, and what was the other one? Might have been Buffy at that point, because that would have been around the time. But there, no, there was uh, another uh, Party of Five. Oh yeah. Um, no, that was a Fox, Fox. show. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't know. It was Dawson's Creek and something just as schlocky. Um, so I've seen a lot. Of, I, yeah. I saw a lot of Dawson's Creek. I actually I, I enjoy parts of it because I like the fact that Dawson is a young filmmaker wannabe. So yep. he's a big fucking movie nerd. So I like it whenever there's movie nerd shit going. Oh on. yeah, he's like big into Spielberg, yeah. right? Um, I found um it super creepy that the opening story arc of Pacey is him getting um raped by a teacher. Guess I forgot that yeah. little arc. Yeah, the first season he is in love with his high school English teacher who eventually oh bon- yeah, yeah who yeah. eventually bones him, and I'm just like. Oh, uh, this is gross. <laughs> yeah, now I remember that. Yeah, because Andrew's like, you're really affected by this. I'm like, because I'm a dude who, if this position was reversed, oh yeah, would be lynched. Yeah, 
I'm like, and almost any guy who's in a social service or a teaching position will tell you how far out of the way they go to be as non-sexual as possible. Yeah. Because we don't want that fucking stigma attached. Right. Because, <laughs> again, it's not without reason. There are teachers who fuck their students. Um, <laughs> many that we know. Yeah. Um, so we go, and it's like, because she talked about how in Dover, there's a teacher in the Dover system who is constantly throwing parties for his kids. Yikes. And I'm like, how has a parent not beat the ever-loving hell out of him? Just the... Uh, I, not even the appearance of that. Just the... To avoid that situation altogether is why I don't work in the high school. Yeah. I... I mean, it's also... I mean, obviously, also, the job in the middle school was available. Yeah. But, like... I... If they, well, actually, no, that's not true because I was offered because they a job opened at the high school and I was asked if I wanted that one and I took the middle school one. Mm. I can't remember exactly the order of events happened. It was it was like a year ago, so yeah. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> that far back. But and and honestly, that is one of the things. Mm-hmm. It's like that way I can almost never be in that. Yeah. In any sort of position where I, it, at the very least, I would feel uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Like. And, yeah, and it bothered me how cavalierly that whole situation on the show went. Because it's like, the, the, well, ru- the rumor started, they pulled her in for a thing. Pacey said, oh, I was lying all along, and then she left town. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh. Was the teacher, the teacher was a, a, a an actress we know, wasn't it? Or was it not? Am I not, remembering that wrong? No, at the time, probably, but. Like now, not so much. Or was it Pacey's sister that was someone we know? I don't know. I, I don't even know if Pacey has a sister. I'm not that far along yet. I think Pacey's sister is a bartender or something. It's uh, Joey's sister. Is it Gretchen? Jesus. I, 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 I suck with her name so far. I mean, this is like going back to 2000. Yeah. This is like 20 years. I can. I just told you that I couldn't remember stuff that happened a year ago. So, if I pulled Gretchen out of the... Uh, memory banks, that's going to be a win for me. And that was, because I think it was, uh, I can't think yes, of the actress's Gretchen name. Yes, Gretchen Whittier, or Witter. What's yeah. the, what's the actor, who's the actor? Sasha Alexander. Yes, who and went on to play uh, the the agent that gets shot in the head on NCIS. Correct. And then something else. Yeah. Uh, yes. <clears throat> and it also has John Wesley Shipp, television's The Flash, as Dawson's dad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would never. Have thought that was of that like my again. first thing. I'm like, oh, the Flash. I would never have thought of that again. Um, uh, but yes, that's, it's, that's it's, exactly an, it's an enjoyable right. show. There's some, yeah, like I said, that that was. I'm glad that ended within like six episodes because I'm like, <laughs> if, if this keeps going on, I don't know if I can watch this part. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, it fucking creeps me out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Give me more of Dawson trying to make a movie. I'm down with that aspect of it. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's mostly Dawson moping. Yeah. I, I noticed that after, the show because like the first three episodes really was him like there was a thing where they were making a movie on in the school and yeah the, the upper classmen weren't listening to his ideas yeah and then yeah that pretty much all just got shot for romantic shit with Michelle Williams yeah yeah speaking of Michelle Williams mm-hmm. but again it's 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 an enjoyable show to catch an episode here and there every night yeah sure. even though I couldn't sleep the other night and ended up watching four fucking episodes of Oof. it but yeah. So you're well in into it. Well, I'm like six. Seven. Yeah, okay. I started. I started and then like watched like episodes two through six one night because I couldn't sleep. Nah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. All right. 
But, yeah. Oh, it's almost lineup time. Ooh. I hate my team so much. I, I hate... The, but I think everyone feels that way. I really hate Ryan and I's team this year. I haven't had... Uh, uh, we're, we're terrible. We're fucking... And sometimes, like, if um, Josh Allen had kept playing the way he was playing at the beginning mm. of the season, now, we'd be okay. But he has regressed the past three weeks. And, like, we scored, like, 65 fucking points last week. And none of our players got injured. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just mean, wish I'd either start tank. I'm just like, I'm... I don't have to start tanking. We are naturally. I win games I shouldn't, and I lose games I should win, and... Like we've we've starting been, running backs haven't played in like two weeks. We've been very close to winning a couple games to have to just miss out type of thing. But yeah, we're yeah. fucking terrible. And I mean, we did lose our number one pick in week two, mm. uh, which hurts. He could be back next week. If though. he's back, I hope I hope we trade him. <laughs> that we're uh, we're like one in six. We're not winning shit this year. Well, that's so, the thing. I don't. I feel like even if I make the playoffs, I'm not. I can't really beat. I can't beat like a. I couldn't beat three good teams in a row yeah, that I, so, which you'd need to do to yeah. win. So essentially, I'm hoping we put McCaffrey out there for draft picks for next year. <laughs> it's just. It's been. And like last week was a perfect encapsulate, encapsulation of my whole season. I had my top two running backs were both out, and it was uh, Lamar Jackson's bye week. So I had the the Washington who was on their third quarterback <sighs> out there, and I won. He was fine. All my replacements were fine. Yeah. And they were all guys I would never play otherwise. Uh, and I put up one of my best scores of the year. It's so stupid. I have the thing that is consistent that I'm actually finding funny at this point. My thing this year has – my thing in the past has always been get a good tight end. Get one mm. of the really good tight ends. I gave you that advice. Oh, yeah. It hasn't worked out. Oh, no. <laughs> but I gave you that advice this year because that's always the way I've done it. But yeah. this year I did it different – and I did the shotgun approach, which is try to grab three flyers near the end that you all think could break out. One of them probably will, and at worst, you'll have kind of three starters. I have guessed wrong every <laughs> single yeah. week. You can go back in my scores. I have the tight end that scored the most points on my team on the bench every yeah. single week. That's how we you are. You couldn't our, do that if you tried. That's how we are with our wide receiver. You couldn't do it if you tried. I mean, our wide receiving core is not great, but like Jamison Crowder's put up some huge games. Yes, he has. Not the games we've played him. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been all uh, Higgs. Higgs has put up a couple big games. Not the games we've started him. It's wild. So yeah, we have like five receivers because we have f our running backs are shot essentially. <coughs> um uh, so yeah, so we have five receivers, and we'll you know we got a couple of them playing every week. The ones we don't play are always the one that put up the big numbers that yep. week, every time. Or, it's... or like I said, Allen won't put up a good number, so we'll start um, fucking Goff, and then Goff has a shit game. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been an awful. And the whole reason we picked McCaffrey is because like okay, you know you have McCaffrey. Yeah, there's thirty fucking points every game. He will get you that 25 to 30 every game, no matter what. And the fact that we scored 65 last week <laughs> with no one being injured. Yeah, that's the worst thing is when you feel like you've escaped all the injuries and your team still sucks. Yeah. In a year that everyone's getting hurt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have not escaped been... the injuries, but. <laughs> I mean, even Gavion Bell didn't get injured, just got released. <laughs> But now that he's with Kansas City, I'm hoping he'll put up some numbers. I think he'll be he'll he'll at least be startable. Yeah. Like you can 
I don't, he's, I don't, he's our number two. Yeah, I mean, I would might be number I three. Might be moved to the flex if McCaffrey comes back. When yeah. McCaffrey comes back, you always want good players in that offense. But yeah, oh god, yeah. This week is not. Although I'm I'm five and two in our potato league, potato league. I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, I think I think I'm doing pretty good. I think that Goose one. did too because they're zero and seven. I think I. I don't think he's put a lineup in yet. Maybe not. I mean, or maybe Liam is doing well, every, it. Maybe, they, maybe both Liam and Goose think the other one is doing it. I haven't, I have not paid attention at all to who, I should actually look at that, or, because I know, I think I'm doing pretty good. I set my yeah, lineup like every four, Wednesday. You're like four and four three and two or, something or something like, like that. that yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't be four and two, could I? Um, I have Josh Allen in that league. Yeah. And I don't think I've taken him out once. <laughs> he has played every week, because I don't even think his, his bye week hasn't happened yet, no, right? No, but he's, yeah. he's been solid. Just I have not, not moved him. <laughs> I haven't moved, yeah, I haven't moved anyone out of that lineup unless they were on a bye. Because mm-hmm. I had a bunch of guys on bye last week. But anyway. Because yeah, right. Rob is actually first place in your division. Oh, is he? Yeah. Nice. With his auto draft, which I'm pretty sure was an actual auto draft. It was this year? I think it actually was, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember seeing him pop up much. Well done. Yeah. All right. Well, next week we'll talk about whatever we talk about, I guess. Yeah. Oh, it'll be it'll be two hundred. Oh, it'll be two hundred. So oh we will have our we'll one hundred movies. That's right. Is uh, which means I have to every time up. we which means I have to whittle down that list this week. Every time we mention it, I try to come up with an obscure thing to, to ask if it's on the list, and now I can't think of one. But anyway, we'll, we'll uh, do it over the course of the week. Okay, we'll <laughs> Throw them at me. All right, well, uh, we'll see you at episode two hundred, and maybe Ooh. between now and then, episode one ninety six. Uh.